You're listening, listening to, to Bible, Bible Plus. Bible Plus from Seesaw. Bible Plus is a podcast featuring short, daily discussions of every chapter in the New Testament. Bible Plus is designed to increase Bible reading, understanding, and enjoyment. Get more out of the Bible. Hello, and welcome back to Bible Plus. Today, we'll be getting into Matthew 18. As Kyle mentioned in the Bible Plus podcast for Matthew 13, Matthew is divided into a number of sections of teaching interspersed with, with narrative, which further illustrates the teaching. So in Matthew 5 we and through 7, we've, we've seen a, a broad view of uh, the kingdom of the heavens and, and who are the people that constitute it. Uh, in, in Matthew 13, we saw... The kingdom of the heavens in its in its impact in history as it uh, grows from a seed and to through all these parables. In Matthew eighteen, we talk about the the interactions of the members of this kingdom. This the kingdom of the heavens is filled with believers. Who people who are in all stages of the the growth and the development of this kingdom seed within them, and sometimes uh, we bump into each other. So this chapter is a lengthy exposition about how do we relate to first ourselves, second to those who offend us, uh, and um, and and what our our attitude is in each case. So the the chapter begins with a discussion about stumbling or, or offending someone. And the Lord says, woe to the man through whom stumbling comes. Then he says this, it would be better if there was a millstone, a, a giant stone they use for grinding wheat and grain into, into meal. If there, a millstone was tied around his neck and he was cast into the open sea. So, this is incredibly serious to to offend, to stumble another believer, um, to to derail their their progress in the faith. So the Lord warns us about the severity of this, and then He says, He says, even if your if your foot or your hand, something integral to your your person, stumbles you, you have to you have to cut it off. You have to, you have to be this ex, this exacting and this. Uh, this strict uh, with with your conduct, with your your behavior, because as I as, as he said before, this is a very serious sin uh, to to stumble someone. So so now I want to skip ahead a little bit. There, there's a section coming up, but I I think it will be better illustrated by looking first, uh, starting with verse 21. Peter says, okay, so if someone you know someone sins against me, someone offends me. How many times should I, I should forgive him seven times? And then that's the line. After that, it's okay, right? To, to be mad at him and to not forgive him. And the Lord says, no. He says 70 times seven. And we understand that the Lord really meant an, an infinite number. He didn't mean that on the 491st offense, we are no longer required to forgive. As he illustrates in the story that follows it. Very clearly in this, in this story, this parable, the, the Lord reminds us that we have been forgiven infinitely because of his sacrifice that the that 
the Father has received the blood of Jesus and forgiven us an unlimited amount. And that because of that forgiveness, we are welcomed back into the presence of God. And we should be conduits of that forgiveness to the other believers. We need to exercise this unlimited forgiveness toward the, our, our, our fellow members of the kingdom. Now, now, uh, I know what some of you are thinking out there and you're not alone. I also have a, cannot forgive anyone for anything. Uh, but as, as Connor pointed out in the Bible Plus podcast from yesterday, Matthew 17, there is a person who fulfills these requirements. This person, this is the real kingdom seed who is sown into us. He is living, he is growing, and he, as he is expressed, as he, as he grows out of us, that his, his capacity to forgive becomes our capacity. In fact, the Apostle Paul mentions this in 2 Corinthians. He says, in regards to having forgiven someone, he says, if I have forgiven anything, it is in the person of Jesus Christ, in the face, even the Greek, the Greek is in the face of Jesus Christ. So, uh, I, we, we don't need to, to, to kind of sit down and muster up forgiveness. We need to get in touch with the person who is forgiveness. Okay. Now let's go back to this section here. Um, regard in 15, uh, about, uh, someone sins against you. So it's interesting because in, in, in this section from 21 to the end of the chapter, we see that if someone sins against us, uh, we forgive them. So it's, so why is there anything more than that? Why don't we just continue to exercise this, this infinite forgiveness, this, and, 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 and know Christ and his, his, his aspect of forgiveness. And then why is there any kind of, in a sense, a confrontation or, or, uh, why, why do we need to go to the brother who, who has offended us? Well, it's this, it's this very important, uh, sentence at the end of this section of this, of this verse. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. So the Lord talks about stumbling and he says, woe to the man through whom stumbling comes. And this brother who has sinned against you has become a cause of stumbling. So what the, what the, the, the kingdom of the heavens, what the people in the kingdom of the heavens do to care for one another, we forgive and we, we tell the brother, brother, this stumbles me. Not because we, we, we want some kind of penance from him, not because we, we are, are vengeful or vindictive or we want to make him feel uncomfortable because we want to gain him. We want, we don't want him to become a, a cause of stumbling to us or to anyone else anymore. We want him to, to advance through this. We want him to go forward in his faith. So that's why it says, if he hears you, you have gained your brother. So this is how the kingdom of the heavens functions to care for the members within it. We, if, if we are stumbled, if we're offended, first we find Christ as forgiveness. And then we, we, we go to heal this member who has been stumbling people. And if he refuses to hear us, we, we bring, we bring two or three with us, one or two with us that by two or three, 
all the words would be established, that it would be clear, brother, we're not here to shame you. We're not here to, you know, to reject you in some way. We, we're here to gain you. We are all three of us. Our heart is for you. Our heart is for you to, to break through in this matter that he would be gained. Eventually, if he refuses to, to hear those, we have to tell it to the church. He has to listen to the church. God's, God's delegated authority on earth. He needs to listen to the church. And, and this is a small point, and I, and I definitely don't have time to get into it in a full way. But, you know, in Matthew 16, we talked about the Lord has this fabulous prophecy, the greatest prophecy. I will build my church. And so here we see the church as something across time, across space, all over the earth. This is the church, God's believers, all of them. But in Matthew 18, the church is someone or it's someones that we can tell something to. We don't need to send a, a global uh, times, anachronistically time-spanning email to everyone about what someone did. The church is a, a group of believers, uh, as we'll see for the rest of the New Testament, based on where they're living, the cities that they dwell in, the, the boundaries of their dwelling. This is the, the believers in that place have become the church expressed in that place. So there's not time to get into that in a full way, but there's such an interesting practicality to what the Lord talks about here as the church in, in this in this chapter. So uh, that's all the time we have. I, I love getting into this chapter. I am so glad that we get to continue to do this. Go and know the Lord as the one who is forgiveness and the one who is caring for all the members of the kingdom of the heavens. Thanks.